0: From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio.
1: That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour. Gabe, we've just launched our 24th year on the air. We started in October of 1999, thanks to... uh, the vision and wisdom of uh, Bishop Wiegand and then the great support from Bishop Soto. Uh, uh, Monsignor uh, James Murphy was uh, instrumental in getting radio going in this, this part, of the, part of the country. Uh, Doug Sherman at Immaculate Heart Radio. Uh, the late Father Sylvester McDermott. A lot of people helped us along the way. A lot of great underwriters and, of course, you, the listeners. So we appreciate everyone who has helped us along the way uh, on the Bishop's Hour. It's a uh, Complete labor of love. Uh, we absolutely love being here. We love he- hearing from you. And we should tell you that uh, sometimes people will say, well, how come, um, how do we get somebody on the air? There's somebody, a student at our school that's doing something great in the community, or uh, there's a kid that just won something, or or maybe they, they don't have to win anything. Uh, that, or maybe the, you want to get uh, some pl- some publicity uh, for a parish festival or a uh, yeah, a parish conference that's uh, going on, maybe a par- parish mission, maybe a particular ministry at your parish that you think uh, could either use some exposure or maybe be a, an example to others in in our diocese. So there are a lot of uh, a lot of things out there, and uh, we try to keep our fingers on the pulse as best we can, but uh, we certainly miss things, and we want to hear from you uh, if if you have a a, a topic, an idea, uh, a potential guest uh let us know go to scd.org That's sacramento catholic diocese scd.org and uh Gabe Sornson his he is our great producer a gift from god here the angel gabriel <laughs> we call him and uh you can uh send him an email give him a phone call uh his information is there uh my information is there you can give me a phone call or uh, send me an email and we will we will respond promptly and we would just love to hear from you. Or if you just have a comment about the the show, we would love to hear from you. Um, we we really uh, are thrilled to have you listening to the Bishop's Hour, and, and we hope to, that uh, we bring the topics and guests that uh, you want to hear about and that uh, it always serves our listeners well. So again, go to scd.org, find the Bishop's Hour, and uh, all the information to contact us will be there. The Exodus Project, which is... Uh, helping uh, young men and women uh, who are exiting from jail uh, reintegrate into society. Uh, It's a mission of the uh, Diocese of Sacramento under Rabbi Seth Castleman. Uh, And they are going to have a wonderful fundraiser, a dinner, Bishop Soto, Rabbi Castleman, Joe Alves uh, from the... uh, uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society, invite you to the Exodus Project fundraiser. The Exodus Project, of course, is a bridge of support and compassion during the tenuous transition from incarceration back into the community. They provide mentoring, housing, employment, counseling, many other treasures. Uh, their their dinner will be October 22nd at 5.30 p.m. at Sacred Heart Parish, which is uh, 1040 39th Street right here in Sacramento. Uh, you're invited to enjoy, in, in, in join and enjoy the annual fundraiser, um, and this is a, one of the great ways to raise money to help this wonderful event, this wonderful project of the Diocese of Sacramento. A dinner buffet and drinks will be served. You'll hear about the successes of the Exodus Project over the past two years. They have grown exponentially. Participants and mentors will share their experiences of the program along with words of wisdom from Bishop Soto. Uh, your attendance and financial support are both deeply appreciated, uh, and you can also go to their website and uh, uh, you can uh, push a button and make make a donation as well. Uh, again, if you uh, if you want to sign up for the dinner, go to Exodus at S V D P dash or rather hyphen Sacramento dot org. Exodus at S V D P. That's Saint Vincent de Paul Society. Exodus at svdp-sacramento.org, the 22nd, 5.30 p.m., or give them a phone call, 916-669-0674, Exodus at svdp-sacramento.org. Also, art, film, and discussion, Exploring the Intersection of Addiction, Women and Mass Incarceration, hosted by the uh, Exodus Project at St. Anthony's Parish Thursday October 13 doors open at 660 Florin Road doors open at 6:40 uh, p.m. film starts at 7 p.m. and it's sponsored by Apart as in 1980 the number of women in prison has grown by 800,000 uh, 800% 800% 8 times the uh, documentary Apart follows three unforgettable mothers incarcerated in Ohio, Tamika, Lydia, and Amanda, as they prepare to return home from prison and work to rebuild their lives after being separated from their children for years. Uh, across the U.S., the war on drugs fueled mass incarceration and separated families. Uh, they are excited to be hosting uh, a special film screening again Thursday, October 13th, St. Anthony's Parish, after the film Two women from Exodus will share their about, uh, will talk about their journey through addiction, incarceration, and ultimately recovery. Admission mission is $10, but no one will be turned away for a lack of funds. Again, uh, go to exodus at svdp-sacramento.org or give them a call, 916-669-0674. Just sounds like it'd be a very compelling uh, film and, and really a, a wonderful dinner as well. On the uh, on the 22nd, I just can't can't say enough good things about the Exodus Project. Well, uh, Proposition One, of course, is on the ballot uh, here in, uh, in in California. Uh, awfully awfully important uh, uh, proposition dealing with uh, really enshrining the right to abortion in the California Constitution, which would make it much, much more difficult for the legislature to make any laws uh, dealing with abortion. Um, this, uh, and, and also uh, action in the legislature and from the governor, and uh, we, we do not try to take sides here on politics or politicians, but we will take uh, sides on and point out uh, um, problems or or good things about legislation here in the state of California. uh, This statement was released by the California Catholic Conference, the Executive Director, Kathleen Domingo. She says the abortion bills signed by Governor Newsom include new abortion infrastructure, allowing nurse practitioners to perform abortions without physician oversight, forcing employers to pay for abortions outside of insurance coverage, and expediting board certification for abortion workers, The funding also includes $20 million from AB 1918 to pay for the scholarships and loan repayments of doctors who study abortion and $20 million from SB 1142 to pay for the travel, lodging, gas money, and doula support of women from out-of-state seeking an abortion. Uh, Kathleen goes on to say, Yet the governor vetoed doula support and comprehensive perinatal support for California's mothers through Medi-Cal, an investment in the rapidly dwindling mental health workforce, citing the cost AB-2199, AB-1930, AB-2222. Earlier this year, the legislature removed copays and deductibles for abortions, yet the most economically vulnerable women and children on Medi-Cal must still pay subscriber fees for prenatal and postpartum care and pa- pediatric visits. Kathleen Domingo uh, goes on to say she's the executive director of the California Catholic Conference, which represents all the bishops of the state of California to the legislature. The governor and this legislature have clearly prioritized abortion over the health and well-being of California mothers and children. This is not reproductive equity. Improving women's health and reproductive care would see investment in maternity care, preventative care, and prioritizing the needs of all women in California. Tragically, the legislature prejudices the choice of abortion over women who choose motherhood by supporting and subsidizing only one option. This is not giving women and families equitable rec- reproductive health options in all spheres of life. Californian mothers, California's mothers and families deserve better. Kathleen concludes Proposition 1 will only take this further. By enshrining a right to unrestricted abortion, California goes far beyond Roe or current law. Rights of corresponding duties, and by eliminating viability limits and allowing unrestricted late-term abortion... Prop one will require an obligation of the state to provide abortion funding over and above what is already committed. This egregious prioritization of abortion over the needs of mothers and children needs to be reversed. Yeah, there's there's no question in the California legislature and in the governor's office, there is a, a priority for abortion. Uh, but uh, you know, when you talk about equity, um, why not, why not give equal funding to those who wish to have their their children? And we know that uh, in, in this state at least at least for now. Um, abortion is going to be the, the law of the land or the law of the golden state. Um, and and that's, that's just something we, we live with. But, but uh, the Cal- California Catholic Conference continues to fight for equal funding for those women who, and, and, and families who wish to have their, their child. And uh, that is not happening. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more in a bishop's hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at the thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store. Donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Four seven two zero, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour.
0: This is Deacon Kevin Stasco, the Director of the Office of Youth and Young Adult Ministry and Family and Faith Formation, and you're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you,
1: Deacon Kevin, and thanks for all you do for our great Diocese of Sacramento. Well, we're pleased to be joined by our good friend Mike Ellison. Mike, uh, how are you doing? Hey, Bob, I'm doing good. Thank we you. we uh, wish we were seeing your uh, smiling face, but we will take <laughs> you by phone as opposed to not getting you at all. Yeah,
0: I'll take anything I can get, you know? Yep. But I miss you guys too. I, I love going down to see you guys. It's fun.
1: Well, we love seeing you. And uh, uh, the Pastoral Center is always, the door is always open here.
0: Oh, great. Okay. That sounds good. Well, maybe next time,
1: huh? Yeah, indeed. I'm looking at a couple of posters here, and yeah. I can't get my eye off this strawberry ice cream. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It's distracting me from the 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 good stuff on the poster because all I can see is <laughs> well, this ice cream.
0: I, I told somebody you know, I was down at Staples and making copies, and everybody said, "Man, wh- where's this thing at?" And they're looking. Oh, yeah. at, <laughs> it's like you at the ice cream. I, <laughs> come for, for, come for the
1: talk, stay for the ice cream. <laughs>
0: exactly, and it's Weatherby's too. So very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we have our event coming up, so I always appreciate the the opportunity to talk to you about it. So um, yeah. We've got our, our Men's Day of Faith renewal at St. Mel. This, this is our ninth one, Bob. Um, and we're, we're pretty excited. We missed one year because of COVID. And uh, that year we had planned to have uh, Carlo Broussard. We had him all peed up, ready to go. And then COVID hit and everything got shut down, of course. But uh, he's from Catholic Answers. He's right. uh, uh, you know a great great guy. We were ready, and then we had to tell him sorry, he can't come. <laughs> and he's so, one of these.
1: He's he's one of the rare people from Louisiana where you actually pronounce most of the letters in his last name.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. that's right. It's one of those, uh, you know, twenty-six <laughs> points in Scrabble uh, you know, games. You
1: know, <laughs> his name does and, not uh, end in X. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he he says that uh, he used to play uh, music. He he was a musician, and he played. What do they call the Cajun music guys? I forget um, the type of music that yeah that's it that's yep. it and that's I think what he did and and uh, he gave that up and he became an apologist for Catholic answers and I did ask him if he would if he would sing or do something you know should he bring his washboard or anything like that. Right. and he said, no, that ain't gonna happen I said okay so <laughs> that was a long time ago, Mike
1: <laughs> oh wow yeah that's that's it, it, I guess the word is infectious music. It's really, yeah, You, you, if if you have toes, you're going to be tapping them. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's fun
0: stuff. I, I was back there with a work conference years ago, and, man, had some fun. I, I like to, you know, you go to the conference and, yeah. and do all that stuff, but I like to go around on my own, you know. we will go to the dinner that everybody goes to and all that stuff, and then, yeah. then I kind of just break off and I kind of do my own thing, and I like to go see the cathedral in the, yeah. in the town and go to mass. And, um, and it just... Get the culture, you know, and man, yeah, it was it was awesome there. It was yeah, really, really, really
1: so. Fun. There used to be a lady named Queen Ida, okay, and she would tour the country playing, you know, uh, Zydeco, and and uh-huh. she was really something to see. I think I think she was actually from Daily City, but oh, no kidding, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, what's well, fun? Well, yeah, we thought we could get a little music out but like I said, he says no, I'm not going to do that. So. We right. even thought about having like Cajun food. For maybe our if we place.
1: clap a lot, you know, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe he'll just—he just can't help himself. You mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great.
1: You know, Catholic so. Answers has done such a great job for so many years in in terms of answering people's questions. Some of them difficult, uh, right? And uh, t- sort of taking on all comers, if you will.
0: Yeah, no, it's a great resource. I, I know I go to it a lot. You know, if something I, some question comes up or something I've been thinking about. And, you know, it's the perv- they got the perfect name for their uh, website, Catholic Answers. You know, it's easy to remember. It's
1: right appropriate. So they do pre- pretty much everything except predict the outcome of Notre Dame football games.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe they will try. You, yeah, know? They, you they always got to say they're going to win, though, right? Yeah, how could you not? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. In fact, I was thinking of you, Bob, the last time I saw you was at
1: the uh, Seminarian uh, Priest. Oh, yes, the Priest uh, Seminarian at uh, the basketball yeah. game?
0: It, yeah, yeah. We yeah. said hello. And, but they, I don't think the teams were defined. It wasn't the Priest and Seminarians. No, it, kind
1: of it started out as the Priest versus versus Seminarians, mm-hmm. and it was decided a couple of years ago that it would be better to mix the teams. Okay. Uh, for For a variety of reasons. I presume uh-huh. all of them good. And, right. uh, um, as a, as a result, you've got, y- you don't have the, the defined priest versus seminarian. So, right. Um,
0: right. Yeah. That's well, that's fun. That's fun for us to watch. And I know it's fun for the priests. I know a couple of priests that have prayed, uh, prayed, <laughs> prayed to it. Yeah. Oh They're yeah. I, well,
1: I remember <laughs> one year, Father Jovito Rata, he, he made, three three-pointers in the final minute to win the game for the priests. Wow. And oh, so I didn't see that one. I was doing the introductions this last June and uh on, you know on the PA and yeah. and I introduced him and in the course of saying that I, I pointed out that he that he had hit those three straight three-pointers and he kind of right. nodded like yeah I did, you know. I mean like <laughs> I can be humble, but I made him, you know. That's and
0: right. he's pretty good. If yeah.
1: he doesn't take the opening tip off and fire up a three-pointer, nothing but net. Oh,
0: like <laughs> that'll <game>, happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, they think he made it up, huh? Uh, yeah,
1: I think yeah. I think the the Warriors or the Kings, one of them might try to pick him up.
0: Yeah. Well, it was funny. Well, it wasn't funny, I guess. But what were they You, I can't remember. It was they were uh, team you had the ball. They were down by two. And and they did a great job of,
1: of oh, yeah. rambling around,
0: running, dribbling the clock. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right, right at, at the, the end. They had the ball
0: and they were down by two. <laughs> so yeah. Was
1: they, it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they ran the clock out, but they <laughs> had to take the shot. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody's mistake. screaming, shoot, 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 you know. Uh, anyway. but,
1: you know, <laughs> it, it's funny that that game is so well attended, uh-huh. and and the fans are really into it. Yeah. And it's just so much fun.
0: Yeah, no, it, it really is, yeah, and you do a great job with it. So yeah, it's, it was good. I just wanted to say hello to you when I was there because usually I just see you, you know. Yeah. See you at the at the station down there. So.
1: Well, tell us a little more about 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 Carlo. How long has he been doing this, and what 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 you know? What will be his message?
0: Well, um, you know, I'm not sure how when he started this. I know he's been doing it quite a while uh, there. But I couldn't tell you the exact year, to be honest with you. But I, I know that he was a a, a student, um, and he worked he worked with uh, Father Robert Spitzer.
1: Oh wow! Um,
0: yeah, and and that's where his training came from. Um, and he's a he's a holds uh, a degree at, at a distance university at August uh, Institute, Augustine Institute. Uh-huh. Um, but he he knows his stuff. But but he really uh, kind of worked with Father Spitzer, and Father Spitzer had done. Um, a study and a teaching called the four levels of happiness mm-hmm. and he's trench Carlos translated the talk he's given to us and he's given it to others to four levels of, of manhood mm-hmm. and so our singing our for our event is called be a man of God and um, this event by the way is is only four weeks from now it's it's November 4th 5th excuse me November 5th which is Saturday and um, that's when Carlo will be out here and giving this talk, the four four levels of manhood, and he's going to talk about things that, um, you know, he, he, these levels. He says he's, he's encouraging men not to settle for the things that are just the sensual things and the, you know, the things that, um, you know, are, are so uh, common <laughs> to a basic man, but to strive for those things that are, they're, um, you know, holy and and uh, self. Self uh, giving and sacrificial um, and union with God. So he's going to walk us through those steps and he promised to give us a plan of action as well. As we talked about that, said, you know, you go to these conferences and you leave and you feel good, but, you know, particularly as men, we you know, we want a to do list. So <laughs> give us some, some action plans of how we can put that into practice. So um, I think well, it's going to be really a good day for us. Well, if it. you
1: worked with Father Spitzer, he worked with one of the best. I, I, oh, yeah. First, got to know Father Spitzer when uh, he was president at Gonzaga up in Spokane. Oh, okay. And, and we would call him during the Nash, the the NCAA basketball tournament, mm. uh, and uh, get his she read on how the Zags were going to do. And you know, yeah. a lot of Sacramento kids go to Gonzaga. Um, okay. okay. And and then uh, he eventually. Uh, I mean, he's he's always been in in the. Forefront, you know, he's a great author and speaker, and he he came yeah. up here to ministry days to keynote that a couple of years ago.
0: Oh, he did. Okay. And
1: he's also very involved in uh, the Shroud of Turin.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Um,
1: has a lot of interesting information on that as, as wow. well. so he's a fascinating guy, and
0: he is amazing. His yeah. his knowledge and he's but he's not pretentious at all. He's very approachable, all. and, and uh, you don't feel you know you feel like you're learning, but you don't feel like you're stupid. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Uh, which is a gift he has, I think. Um, so it's it's very interesting to him. And so Carlo, you know, we'll see, we'll see how he does with this. I know that he's uh, he's well out after you know all over the uh, the country. In fact, he's he just got back from Ireland. I was texting him this morning, and I was I think you're going to have him on the show here coming up in a, maybe a couple of weeks. So
1: yeah, that would we're be great. To co-
0: yeah, coordinate that, and uh, he says, "Oh man, I'm just." Said, I'm just coming back from Ireland. Sorry, I didn't see it. Your text, and I, he says I am just exhausted. And I said too much Guinness, and he says no, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> but uh, he said he just was very busy up there, and giving a lot of talks, and kind of getting his his uh, you know, his mind back wrapped around things, and coming home. So.
1: Well, that's good. Tell us a, a a little more of the nuts and bolts. What it costs, and the times, et cetera.
0: Yeah, you bet. So. Okay, Saturday, November 5th, it's in St. Mel Parish, and uh, we have a rosary at 8 o'clock, and then we have mass, and uh, it's an 8.30 mass. Then we, uh, we go over to our parish center, and we have continental breakfast, and then Carlo gives his talks. He'll have three talks that he gives, and we'll have uh, Q&A with, involved with that. And then we're going to do our Hannibal's lunch. We're going to do our, our barbecue pulled pork and tri-tip and chicken lunch again, which is always a big hit, and we've got about—I think we've got four priests lined up so far to hear confessions, and um, that takes place from about uh, noon until about two. People, it's it's awesome. We get a couple hundred men at this, and and um, we'll get a 100, 125 guys that go to confession every year. So it's it's pretty powerful, and then we wrap up about three forty-five. Uh, we do some pretty pretty awesome raffles this year. I don't want to give them, give them away, but we got. About, I think $400 worth of raffle prizes that'll go to 10 men, um, not 400 each, but total. <laughs> and uh, it's a great day. Um, and it's, it's uh, $40 to go to this event. But we've had a lot of generous sponsors, as we do every year, that, that cover any man who has any kind of financial challenge. So that's not a reason not to come, because we'll, we'll get you covered. But, but uh, the ordinary price is $40. And uh, you can also sign up. You can go online and it's smpc events.org. dot org, Or there's a phone number you could call too if you prefer to call, and that's 916 612
1: 0479. Very good. So now let's talk about the important stuff ice cream.
0: Yep. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad we didn't forget that. Yes. So, we do every year, it's kind of our tradition, we, whatever speaker we're fortunate to, to have comes in on Friday morning, so Friday evening we have an event for the whole parish, and that's free, and uh, it'll be Carlos speaking about um, God's plan for the family from the beginning, and that's like a 45-minute talk, and this is not limited to St. Mel parishioners, in fact people will bring their friends, they bring you know, neighbors, the kids are welcome, it's kid-friendly, um, people from other parishes, we get a pretty good turnout at that, and um, that is Friday, November 4th, from 7 to 9, I believe it is, and it's a free event, Carlo gives his talk, and then we treat everybody to free Leatherbees ice cream. Wow. Yeah, they get to meet Carlo, he'll have some of his books there, you know, he interacts with people, you can talk to him and ask him questions, and it's a very personable, you know, kind of a light event that we have, and it's we love it we love it and then we'll pick up a couple men you know they mm-hmm. go that night with their family and you know say gosh i think you know i enjoyed that i think i will go tomorrow so um it works out good it's just a, a great event for our parish i think for the diocese and and uh we're just thrilled we feel super blessed to be able to do this that god's entrusted this work to us over here and we just keep
1: trying our best and so far everything seems to work out just wonderfully that's seven to nine p.m on uh Friday night, the, uh, the 4th of November. Correct.
0: That's also at St. Nell in Fair Oaks.
1: On Pennsylvania then, Avenue.
0: On Pennsylvania Avenue, exactly. And then Saturday morning is at uh, 8 o'clock, and that is the rosary and the mass. And uh, then we conclude. I always tell guys you're home in time to cut the grass. We're out of there about 3.30 <laughs> or 3.45, so you can still get your to-do list done. That's right. That's right.
1: That's yeah. That's right. Right before we get off of Daylight Savings, so that's your last day to cut the grass.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's a good way to wind down, think about the day, and, you know, uh, you know, savor your pork sandwich a little bit. That's
1: more. right. Well, what, a, what a great way to yeah. open with the Holy Rosary and then Holy yeah. Mass and uh, right. go from there. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, it's funny. I came across something, Bob, the other day. And, um, we had, had Bear Wozniak a few years ago mm-hmm. and we the men who put on the, the, the event, uh, we, our tradition is at the end of Saturday, we go over to somebody's house and one of our team members and we have a dinner together with the speaker we just sort of kick our feet up and talk about the day and what went well and, you know, share stories and, and, uh, there was a lady there, um, who came up and she was so impressed with all the men at mass. And I think we forget that part. She says, I couldn't believe it. I saw these you know, 200 men at Mass singing. <laughs> and she says it made such a powerful impression on her. And uh, we, we actually recorded a conversation we had with her, and we put it on our website. I think it was from 2016, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, she just went on and on. It was a beautiful testimony, to. The power of the presence of, of man uh, yeah you yeah, know, we're, taking the rightful place.
1: We're all role models. I, yeah, I'm, I I think maybe she she would have figured two hundred men at mass on a Saturday morning. I better go turn the TV on and see if the world's coming to an <laughs> end.
0: <laughs> no kidding, huh? No <laughs> kidding, you know. So yeah, it, it just really impressed her. Oh, so. uh,
1: that's, that's 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 wonderful. You know, I I've, I say that to my kids all the time. I say, you know, you're you're all role models. You don't know who's right. watching what you're doing you know right. and uh, uh i i know you know you, it's funny you know you as as a new parent you walk into Seven Eleven with with a baby on your arms and mm-hmm. you got 40 teenagers in there and they're looking mm-hmm. at you and they're going mm-hmm. okay does this guy have fun with that baby or is it yeah. ruining his life is it right. you right. know is it stressful or is it happy you know Right. And right. It, you can really, it really has a subtle, and not so subtle, influence on people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think how we behave. You know, yeah. people, whether you know it or not, everybody's a leader. You're leading somebody to something. That's you right. Know? So so where are you going to lead them, you know? And if you can lead them towards, towards the Lord. And I was talking, we have a, another men's group that we meet called Fraternity of Fatherhood. It's Got guys that it. to get together once a month. And we were talking about this the other night, and we said... You know, introducing, you know, evangelizing, introducing Jesus to people. And I, I thought of it and I said, you know, it's like when you go to a party and you have somebody with you and somebody walks up and they don't know one another. Of course, you know, it'd be rude not to. You introduce them to that person. You say, mm-hmm. you know, Jim, this is Bob. Bob, Jim. And you introduce them. And I go, we have Jesus with us all the time. That's right. And we should introduce them. And you're not introducing and say, hey, I'd like you to Jesus. I know you can't see him. <laughs> yep. but, but, but by way of introduction, it's how you behave and how you treat that person. You introduce him to Jesus by by being Jesus to that person, by, by loving him, showing mercy, being joyful. You know, that's their introduction to Jesus is yeah, your it, life. It,
1: it you doesn't know? matter who you are. Yeah, I tell my kids all the time. I say, you know, you should have great respect for mm-hmm. every human being. Mm-hmm. You're... But you shouldn't be feel lesser than when you run into the governor or the chancellor of the university or the mayor or somebody. You should not feel lesser than that person, but you shouldn't feel above anybody else right. you you meet right. either. You right. Oh, that's great we're, advice. Yeah. We're all equals in 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 God's eyes. You know. I think I think back, Mike. To I can think of three funerals in my hometown, and you know, over all the years I've lived there, where. I mean, no church was big enough, you know, Uh, where the whole town turned out and all went out to the cemetery. Not a single one of those people had a college degree. Not a single one of them was an elected official. Not a Mm -hmm. single one of them had uh, lived on the, you know, the house on the hill. Mm -hmm. And yet they were the most influential people in that town. Wow. Wow. Because of how they treated everybody else.
0: Yeah. It's something, isn't it? Yeah. You remind me when my my dad passed away. Uh, I, he was living in uh, in Cincinnati. He was in Ohio at the time, and, and then for his funeral, of course, I'm, I'm I was back there, and uh, it was in in the uh, out in the outskirts of town, and it's a little fields, and he was he was buried at this church. We had mass, and then we walked from the church to the cemetery about a quarter mile procession with everybody. Mm. But as we're driving to the church along across the country getting down these country roads and it's a, and it's the procession of cars you know they know it's a funeral people would get off of their tractor mowers as we yep. drove by turned it off stood by it and and stood by it, you know yep. and faced us until we until the procession went by people would stop what they were doing and stand on the side of the road out of respect and I right. thought wow it just it moved me so much yep. you know yep yeah unbelievable Unbelievable. Oh,
1: good people. Mike, take us back to the first one of these. Uh, I'm always fascinated. Uh, you know, sometimes we get a call from somebody and say, you know, we're, we're going to have the first annual something, you know, yeah. a greased pig contest. You know, <laughs> and, and did you ever go to one of those? Yeah. They used to have yeah. one on picnic yeah, well,
0: did day. Did I? No, I never did. Oh, man. It, it, no. they, uh-huh.
1: they, would, they used to do it a picnic day at UC Davis, and, and, uh-huh. and it was for the little kids in town. And they oh, would—I wow. don't know—they'd grease this pig up, and then and the kids would try to catch it, and oh, it'd slip right out of their arms, and it was—it <laughs> was just the, the most fun anybody ever had. And oh, wow! Uh, but I'll get calls from people saying, you know, we're going to have the first annual something. Can we can we get on the get on the show? And I say, well, of course. But I say you can't call it the first annual. You, it's, yeah. it's the first, but it's not it's annual first, yet. Right. You can't right. call it an annual So you do the second one. And, well, and, and most of them make it you know but i'm always fascinated with the background what what made people decide to do this you know and yeah now you're, the, you're up to number nine and if it hadn't been for your pandemic you'd be at number 40 but you know yeah, um, well, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah it seems like uh yeah so what take us back to the first
0: well okay that's a great that's a great point um what we did is we had um, I, me and some, some other men at our parish were part of the committee um, in in building the and um, fundraising the for the parish center that we have there.
1: Mm, oh, beautiful parish out. center, by the way. Yeah,
0: thank uh, you. It's worth it's it's a it's a real blessing to have that. And of course, you know, the diocese
1: uses it. Oh yeah,
0: really wonderful I've been to there. a
1: number of events there. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, but we're not yeah.
1: strictly your parish. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It, and and that's great. It's great that it's used like that. But at the time, it wasn't used like that yet. And so we said, what can we do um, to bring people into it? How can we use this? And so we had the idea of doing this uh, a, a Men's Day, a Men's Retreat. We called it, and we decided to just do it for one day. And we. We messed around with what we're going to call it, and um, and I did. A, we used to work in advertising. We came up with the Men's Day of Faith Renewal, because mm-hmm. so we have to continually renew our faith as men. You know, every day, every not just men but women too. And so that's what we called it. And then we started looking for a speaker, and we found. I don't know. We prayed, and we just talked about a lot of people, but we got uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Oh was wow. our first Yeah, he up was our in, very first.
1: Up in Portland.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, you know, we we didn't we weren't that familiar with him at the time, but we we came across him and watched some videos, and said, man, this guy'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, you know? he's a dynamic so, speaker.
0: Yeah, he was great. He was great. And so we contacted him, and he said yes. And we told him it's the first one we were doing, but we uh we you know we organized it pretty well. I have to say, you know, we we've made some mistakes, but we did a lot of you know, word of mouth, and we did some, and, uh, we got men from other parishes, and I think we have had, Bob, since then, um, over, like, close to 1,600 men in these nine years, um, that have come to our event, um, and we learned from the first event, we, we, you know, we asked, uh, Deacon Sivers for his feedback, and he gave us some, some ideas, and we just, we do a, we do a critique sheet, um, We we include each year, and and part of the critique sheet at the bottom of it is a prayer request. So we we ask men any prayer request they want to turn in, turn those sheets in, but turn it in with your your critique. And then we use that for the raffle, by the way. That's an incentive to fill it out. We draw it out for the raffle. But we go back and we take those, you know, good, bad, or ugly serious, and we try to refine. And we just, by God's grace, you know, we just kept going, and here we are, you know, nine, ten years later.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's Has it changed much over that time?
0: You know, if it ain't if it ain't broke, yeah. <laughs> kind of philosophy. It's uh, we refine a little bit. No, uh, we've really kept the uh, we've kind of kept the formula. It seems to work, and uh, and we get very positive feedback from it. And honestly, I don't want to sound like I'm making this up, but I think we've only had three or four uh, criticisms. You know, and they're minor of things. Everybody seems to really like it, and if they've gone before. I like to say, if you've gone, I don't need to convince you. But if you haven't, I don't think you'll be disappointed.
1: So. Criticism is usually about food, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, my, I think one of them was about me. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I get that anyhow. So, Did, did you uh, always
1: have Hannibals? Uh,
0: we have. We've had Hannibals every time. Yeah. We did a little switch last year. We always did the same thing, too, the pulled pork and the tri-tip, because people loved it, and it was kind of like the ice cream as a hook. The pulled sure. pork seemed to be a good hook for the men. Um, but we did, I don't know if you remember, last year was the first time we did October. We were usually in right. in um, April or May. And, um, you know, again, the pandemic messed up the timing. We didn't want to wait longer, so we did it last year at the end of October. And uh, so we did a little October fest. Yeah, right. so we did sausages and that type of thing. But this year we're going back to our, our go-to but uh, it was interesting last year. I guess we did change something. We changed the timing, mm-hmm. and uh, last year we did a little survey of all the men that were at the October event, and said, "Who prefers? Uh, if you've been here, who prefers the May, you know, event?" Mm. And four hands went up, <laughs> you know, out of 175 guys. And then everybody else said, "No, we like it now." I guess maybe it's cooler, and
1: mm. uh, yeah.
0: you know, might not conflict with. I don't know, I it, but it seemed to work, and so we're going to just get on this uh, timetable now.
1: Yeah, try having it on a Sunday afternoon when the 49ers are on.
0: Oh, that, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Yeah, that's funny. I'll tell you a little quick story with the 49ers with football. Is um, I've, got a little, I've got eight grandkids, and I've got my, my daughter that lives here in town. They have three adopted grandchildren, three mm-hmm. adopted children, and the little guy is two years old. Um, little little boy named Michael. He's so sweet. Uh, Catherine, my daughter, had to go change one of the baby's diapers. They got three in diapers, (laughs) adopted (laughs) children. So she had to scoot out of the room for a minute go change a diaper. She comes back in the room. This is last Thursday, and Michael's sitting on the couch. He got the remote. He turned it on. He got prime time live, and he's got Thursday night football on. (laughs) And he says... He walks in the room and he says, "Football." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I can see you're right. I won't get
1: anybody there on Sunday. Yeah, that's you know? for sure. That's yeah. that's for sure,
0: including it's, little
1: kids. It's yeah. funny. I I've uh, I tell everybody that it'll listen to me. Uh, you know, when there's a uh, like a toddler around any, anywhere yeah. from about two months yeah. to a year. Yeah. Just you know, and everybody's sitting around maybe at Christmas or Thanksgiving and or maybe after Mass on Sunday and relatives are visiting, and and you just roll a ball of any size across the the rug in the living room or the family room or wherever you are, and some kids will look at the ball and go, well, is somebody going to go go get that? And other kids (laughs) will just scramble for that ball. Yeah, yeah. And and you you know from that moment on whether or not they're going to be involved in athletics.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow. That's great. I haven't observed that, but I think you're right. I think about it. Yeah,
1: I've observed yeah. it in my own kids. The you know some some of them uh, were very interested in sports, and yeah. some of them were completely not interested in sports. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is fine
1: too, right? Oh, completely. Oh, com- completely yeah. fine. It's it's, yeah. it's yeah. odd because I've been a uh, off and on a sports writer much of my right. my life, right. and and. Uh, um. Some of them just can we come to the game? Can we come to the game with you? You know, and yeah. and other ones are like, oh man, those games are long. You know, <laughs>
0: exactly. And they're both right. Yeah, and they're, you know, and they're <laughs>
1: yeah. in the they're in the choir, or they're you know they're yeah. they're doing fine. You know, They It's yeah. just it's it's. No, just, it's, it's uh, I have one one my my oldest son. Uh, he thought Joe Montana was a city.
0: <laughs> Capital of Montana. That's <laughs> capital of Montana. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That is so funny. Yeah, that's like a little Michael. I love watching him because he, we like, you know, he 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 loves lawn mowers. <laughs> yeah. And he and he says he he bats. He likes to he got the little whiffle ball bat thing in the backyard. Yeah. He likes to go back there and bat. And he's naturally a lefty, you know, which is weird. He throws righty, but he when he swings, he,
1: he's he's lefty. He's a
0: lefty. Huh? lefty. Yeah. Wow. He's not really hitting. Grandpa's helping him, you know. But yeah. You know, he's, he wants to do, you know, and he says, hey, bada, hey, batta. He, that's
1: what he wants to do. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because he's almost old enough to play T-ball. It's. Oh, uh, really? They oh, they they start him so young. I think, I think, I I could be wrong. Somebody call and correct me, but I think it's five, and they're playing T-ball. Oh, it's five. G- Gabe, yeah, do, do you know any of your kids play T-ball?
0: Uh... Yeah. I'm like, no, not so much. A little bit. We had one one son that, that messed around with it. They were playing soccer a little bit, yeah. and uh, my son played basketball. Um, and uh, we kids were into 4-H, all kinds of things. We homeschooled our kids, and they were involved in a lot of different activities. Um, but my son played actually at a Baptist church. He was on their team. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we're all Catholic, um, but they had a Baptist team that took all different kids, and he played on that team. And, Used to go to alumni games and play and stuff too, and he's older now. He's he's thirty three, I think, or four.
1: So that was a long time ago. That's interesting. You know, when when I was growing up in a small town, and, and uh, the. The gym that everybody used, like, for kind of city league, but kids, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. was was uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They had a gym oh, right good. there. Uh, we oh, didn't wow. have a Catholic school in town. It was too small. And uh-huh. and here was this gym, and they they opened up to the whole town. They were very oh, really, really generous with it.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's good. Did you play a lot, Bob, when you were a kid? Like, uh, I work? played
1: everything. I wasn't any <laughs> good at any of it, but I, was, yeah. I, I played everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's how I was. I you know, I and, and, and
1: watched everything. You know, I knew everybody's batting average and Yeah. and I've still got some of those uh old baseball cards. I, I remember going to a a baseball card show just to just to just to see it. I never, you know, I'm not I, I, I yeah. never went out and bought cards. You know, I mean we bought yeah. we bought them at the at the drugstore, you know, nickel well, to get the right. that stale bubblegum. Right. And but but I I wasn't into trading them or anything but but yeah. I, I put them all in a some box in a closet and my mom one day when I was in college said hey I found this box in the closet do you want it you know the old story and yeah some moms threw them out and my mom didn't and so I've got them I mean they're not worth anything but they're you know they're old and yeah. so I, I remember yeah. going to a card show and just showing one of the dealers a few of the cards and and this little kid he's next to me goes. Gee, you know, like, you got a Mickey Mantle, you got a this, you know, and, and <laughs> I said, Yeah, the flip side of that is I have to be as old as I am to have those cards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I wished I had my my baseball cards, unfortunately I don't have many more, but I had I would put up teams on my wall in my room and I'd stick double stick tape on the Uh-oh, back of yeah. the card. And grouped them by teams. Yep. And I think I had Johnny Bench's uh, rookie card. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't know what I had of value, but I'm sure it was something. Well, you know, I had gone. Uh,
1: my favorite was, well, this is dating me, I, was Warren Spahn, the great pitcher for oh, the Braves. Wow. And, you know, back in those days, kids would carry these little wallets that had uh, a slot where you could put. A picture, you know, like of your mom or you yeah, young to right, have girl, a right. girlfriend or a boyfriend, but you know, and you know, it was plastic see through. And yeah. and I had to trim Warren Spawn so I could fit him in, the, in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I took about $150 <sighs> off his value. Oh,
0: no. That is too
1: funny. I think, I, oh, I, I think he was a lefty, and I took off his left arm, so he, I made him a right-hander.
0: Oh, oh no, that's <laughs> terrible. Wow. That's mm-hmm. funny. I, I know the wallet. I still have one, and I yep. got a couple pictures yep. in there that i removed, but they're still there because the image stuck to the plastic. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs>
0: so, oh, mm-hmm. gosh, those were good days. Nice. I, uh, yes, I nice. read an interesting article today about uh, Aaron Judge. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that he, he was... Um, from a family, I guess he was adopted. Um, from the day from his day of his birth, he was uh, parents did not want him and considered abortion of Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. And this Christian family adopted him and raised him in a very I don't know if Catholic, you know, some type of a Christian yeah. faith could have been Catholic, and how strong they were in. What a good role model he is! Too, well, you know, they kept know.
1: showing his parents as they closed in on Maris's record. You know, in the stands, mm-hmm. every time he did mm-hmm. a home run, you'd see more of the parents. You didn't get to see Aaron run yeah. around the bases; you got to see right. his parents hugging. Right, and, right. And I said, "I, I, I need to, I, I need to go read about how this couple was his. You know, were were his parents?" And yeah, um, that's you yeah, well, uh, know, Babe Ruth spent, I think, much of his childhood in an orphanage.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I, I know that he visited. Maybe that's. Right. That I'm, pr- I'm pretty light.
1: sure that's true. Yeah. I I'm, You know, yeah, a little before hey, my time. Pretty sure it's true.
0: Works for me from you, Bob. That's, that's <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: hey, you know, if it's far <laughs> far enough ago, you can just make it up, and people yeah, well, don't that, believe it. You well, know?
0: I really don't like these phones because everybody facts checks everything you say. They Google to oh, see it, you oh, know, and I can't say anything anymore. <laughs> no, you know, it's, <laughs> no, it's funny because sure you know
1: you you do. Um, remember things you know all i remember specifically we were sitting on the third base side and this and that and that yeah and then somebody pulls out an old photograph and you go gee we were, <laughs> we were sitting out in the bleachers in the outfield <laughs> you know like, i know yeah. for sure we you know and, and you, you, your memories are funny things
0: yeah exactly well that's what it felt like to you you had the best seats in the place you know yeah so that's yeah. great
1: well, Mike, one more time, give the, give, the, give the details here, the nuts and bolts. So,
0: Okay, so, so two events at our parish, at St. Mel Parish in Fair Oaks. Uh, one is the big event is for the men. So men, I invite you to come. This is your personal invitation for Saturday, November 5th. That's uh, starting at 8 o'clock in the morning with a Rosary and Mass and concluding at 345 and a great lunch for you in between. Our guest speaker is Carlo Broussard. And you can go online at smpcevents.org or call 916 612 0479. $40 for tickets, but uh, no man turned away for financial difficulties. And the day before, on Friday that evening from 7 to 9, we have an event for the whole family. It's called Family Faith Renewal Night. And uh, Carla will talk, and then we've got lots of Leatherby's ice cream for everybody. So that's free.
1: Very good, Mike. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And I appreciate all your hard work putting this. I know these things come off seamlessly and everybody says, Oh, I guess that was just a piece of cake for the organizers. And it's, (laughs) it's because you work so hard that they come off seamlessly.
0: Oh, oh, thank you, Bob. We appreciate that. And, you know, all credit to God. You know, we always say when we start getting sideways on this stuff, we wonder if anybody's going to show up. We just say, we leave it to the Holy spirit and, it seems it's like Valentine's Day. It's the last minute when guys buy their tickets, thing for their wife, their flowers. If that's what this is kind of like. We'll end up with a couple hundred men, but it could be four weeks away, and we got forty. yeah, and then for some reason, you know all of a sudden, when it's time, it's we've got you know two hundred or close to that every time. So yeah, that's how it is. It's out of our control. We just got to keep showing up and and work, you know, so
1: absolutely. Well Mike will, We'll look forward to our paths crossing again soon. God bless you and, and all the great work uh, you and your crew are doing there.
0: Thank you, Bob, and, and same to you. We really appreciate you and all you and Gabe do,
1: okay? Very good. So, hey, take right, care. Thanks, that's thanks a, much. Bye That's Mike Ellison uh, putting together this, this great event at uh, St. Mel's out on Pennsylvania Avenue in, in Fair Oaks. So it's uh, it, it should be. Uh, Colin Broussard is <clears throat> very well known and, and really will uh, do great stuff. For uh, at both events, it's it's good of them to when they come out to speak to do both a Friday night for the families and then a Saturday uh, for the men. You'll see that with uh, some of the women's conferences too. They do the same thing. Uh, Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra is now in its twenty-seventh season, and they do they do so many great works that uh, uh, people really care about in this area. Um, they're opening stained glass concert. Uh, this is under a music director. Donald Kendrick, who's just uh, done so much uh, here in, in the Sacramento area. Uh, they This will be at uh, Fremont Presbyterian Church, uh, the Stained Glass War and Peace Concert, October 22nd, 8 p.m. It will feature Hayden's Mass in Time of War. That's Mass like Holy Mass in Time of War. Uh, and then the uh, premiere of English composer Howard Goodell's exquisite Eternal Light, uh, and they're calling it War and Peace piece, Uh, organist Ryan Enright, who is just renowned up and down the coast, will be joined by other professional instrumentalists, four outstanding soloists, and the performance will be dedicated to Rachel Kessler, who was a longtime promoter of choral music, uh, choir teacher uh, uh, from the city of Davis, um, and performer, a tremendous performer. As well uh, it will be dedicated to to her as well the also they will be having again for the first time in about three years their home for the holidays uh, Christmas concert and boy if you if you've never been uh, make a date for this one uh, is at the memorial auditorium they uh, they have a sing along with uh, you know all the old traditional Christmas carols yes including the religious Christmas carols that we all love so much uh and and then a lot of fun they have Santa and they have the Grinch and they have a puppet show and they bring in a great soloist uh it's really really a, a fun afternoon they're they're only doing one show it's a matinee uh and it's December the 10th that's a Saturday at the uh 2 p.m. in the Memorial Auditorium in downtown Sacramento and then you get out in time to you could. Go to Saturday evening mass at the cathedral, or you could, uh, uh, you could uh, go out to dinner, or you could do both of those. Afterwards, uh, you got time for for all of it. Right, right in Midtown, and uh, see the historic Memorial Auditorium that has been so beautifully refurbished, but they have really kept the character of the of the building. I mean, you realize you are in a very old building that has just been a sort of a landmark in Sacramento, a lot like the cathedral has been a landmark in Sacramento. The cathedral uh, predates uh, the Memorial uh, Auditorium by by about 30, 30 years, I believe, so the uh, cathedral going way back into the 1880s, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's that sort of a, a landmark, and actually very close to the cathedral, just a few blocks uh, from the Cathedral Memorial Auditorium uh, facing onto uh, J Street, and... Uh, uh, the cathedral right between J and K. So th- again, that uh, that will be on uh, Saturday, December 10th, 2 p.m., Memorial Auditorium. Go to uh, sacramentalchoral.org to get tickets. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, Enriching Lives in the Sacramento Region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in Healthcare education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, You can give them a call, 916 851 2700. That's 916-851-2700, and you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of of Mercy ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, They continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Four six zero zero, and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town.
0: inside of me I feel your spirit
1: is moving